the first sicha. Or to have a better appreciation of the sicha, it's important to understand the context of the sicha. It's a Rashi sicha, and it's the first Rashi on the parsha. So the context is, in the end of last week's parsha, in Shishi, we spoke about the curses, the 98 curses that uh, Hashem, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said, if the Yidin do not follow the Torah mitzvahs. And afterwards, Moshe gathers the people and tells them how they saw all the miracles of Hashem and how he's taken care of them for the past 40 years. And today is the day that you have become a nation to Hashem and you have a lev ladas and therefore you must guard the bris. Uh, uh, this week's parasha continues with at and savim hayim, that today you are standing firm and it goes through all the different 10 categories of the Jewish people, from the elders even to the woodchoppers and the water carriers. And Moshe tells them that this day you're going to pass through and make a, call, a, a, a bris with Hashem. Which that means, according to how the Ramban explains, that they're going to make a, an additional bris. Meaning is they have, of course, the bris that they made with Hashem on Har Sinai. But before they're going to go into Eretz Yisrael, there's going to be an additional bris that they're going to make before they go into Eretz Yisrael. And the reason it uses the expression la'avruchah, to pass through the bris, is because the traditional way of, of making a bris is that they would make two mechitzas, uh, and you and the people who are making the bris would walk between these two mechitzas, as Rashi explains in the Sparsha. So with that, we will start the sicha. Sifal Allah shenakas of atin the sab mayim pirush Rashi malamet shekinsam meish lefinei Hakadosh Baruch Hu b'yemaisa lachnisam bebris. On the words of this week's parsha that you are standing firm this day, Rashi explains this teaches us that Moshe assembled them in front of Hashem on the day of his death, which, as we know, is Zayin Adar, to initiate them into the bris. So, so the question that all the Mephorshim are asking is, what's the Chiddush in the words of Rashi that he's telling us that the words Atan Tzav is teaching us that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them to initiate them in the bris? This says clearly in the Pasuk. If you go to Psukim later, which is Pasuk Yud Aleph, the Parsha starts, the Pasuk Atam Natsavim is Pasuk Tes. Two Psukim later in Pasuk Yud Aleph, it tells us clearly that the purpose of this, of Atam Tzavim Ayyayim, was for you to pass through the bris of Hashem. So, what, what is Rashi telling us uh, that's not clear in the Pasuk? So, Yesh Mefarshim. So some of us want to say that the Chiddush of Rashi is not that they Moshe Rabbeinu initiated them into this bris, because that's clear in the Pasuk, rather the Chiddush is that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them. Why would you think? What's the, what's the, what's the idea over there? So that explains. The Pasuk Nemar Rak Atam Nitzavah. The Pasuk only says that you're standing. So it's very possible that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't actually gather them into one place. Rather, they, were, they stayed where they were, meaning how they were camped surrounding the Aron. You know, the Aron was in the center of the camps, and then you had all the tribes circling around the Aron. Therefore, Rashi tells us that this teaches us that they didn't... People didn't stay where they were. Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu had to gather them all together into one place in order to initiate them to the bris. And the reason why he needed to gather them together is for Ayasa. The proof that he gathered them all together is because what it says in Pasuk Yudalf, that he that he brought them into the bris through Havar, through passing through these two mechitzes. So if they needed, since there was a ceremony that needed to be done, the ceremony was that all the Jewish people need to pass through these two mechitzes, uh, which were usually were done through sacrificing karbanas, and they would cut the karbanas in half, put half on one side, half on the other. Therefore, it's understood they all had to be gathered together, and that's why Rashi's telling us that we learned from these psukim that it wasn't that they just stood where they were, rather they had to gather, and, and, then, and afterwards they would actually pass through uh, in order to make this uh, this bris. Okay. Avokashul came to Rashi. 
But this is very hard to explain in Rashi for three reasons. He says, we know the rule of Rashi is that whenever he's trying to explain certain words or he needs certain words to be a proof for his explanation, he quotes the words that are relevant to his pshat. So according to this pshat, the most important words is really the words l'avachabribris. What's teaching us that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them, not the words at and tzav. At and tzavim doesn't tell us anything, as we clearly said according to these Mephorshim, that if it just said at and tzavim, you would have thought they just stayed where they were. What teaches us that they Moshe had to gather them for the words l'avachabribris. So the shayla is, why isn't the words l'avachabribris also in this Divra Maschal? Also, it's not understood is why does Rashi change the lashon? The pasuk says that Moshe gathered them, or it doesn't act up, actually it doesn't say the Moshe gathered them. The pasuk just says that they were standing that day, and the purpose was Why does Rashi change the expression to initiate them into the bris? The whole purpose of and the proof of Rashi that they were gathered was for the purpose of a havara. So lachnisim to initiate them into the bris doesn't express that idea of avara at all. He should have kept the lashon of the pasuk because that is the proof that he gathered them, and it also tells you the reason why he was gathering them, which was lahaviram bris that they need to go through these two mechitzes. And gimel malashon Rashi malamet chikin samayshu lachnisim bris mashma shenikudis chadusheihu. It's also from the Lashon Rashi, it's not really, uh, it doesn't imply this explanation. Because from the way that Rashi writes his explanation, it's mashed with the main Chiddush, and the main, what it's coming to teach us is that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them in order to bring them into the bris, or to initiate into the bris. So the main Chiddush is the actual initiation, and not that he gathered them. Because right? if the main Chiddush was that he gathered them, it should have just said, And that's it. But he says, it's teaching us that Moshe gathered them in order to initiate them. It sounds like the word that Moshe gathered them was really just an introduction to the main point of what he's trying to say is that he ga- this is teaching us that he gathered them. And what's the Chiddush? The reason why he gathered them was So therefore, this shot doesn't work so well in Rashi. Pa'asiv base. So, we're going to quote another Rashi. This is Rashi on Pasuk Yud Aleph. But what's interesting is that this Pirish Rashi on Pasuk Yud Aleph actually is also going to explain our Pasuk of Atam Nitzavim. So, This is actually Pasuk Yud Beis. That after this Rashi, and after a few Pasukim later, until Pasuk Yud Beis, it says, the reason for this bris is in order to establish you this day is for his for his nation, and you will be, and he will be for you as a god. So after this, in the different masculine in this pasuk, Rashi goes back and gives additional two perushim on our pasuk in pasuk tes. The Medrash Gaza says, why was it that the Parsha of Atan Savim is right next to the Parsha of the Klalis, which is in the end of Parsha Tzisave in the Shishi Aliyah? It's because the Yidin heard 100 Klalis, minus 2, meaning they heard 98 Klalis. And they got depressed and says, how could we survive so many curses? So Moshe began to appease them and saying, look, you're standing this day, and, and even though you angered Hashem so many times, and you're still kayam lufanav, you're still standing strong, and you're here in front of Him, so you know that you will survive, and you will, um, and, and you will always be His nation. Meaning is the whole purpose of the curses was in order to encourage the Jewish people and to remind them throughout our history to always return to Hashem. So Moshe reminds them, it says, look, you angered Hashem many times, you got punished, and you're standing here. Meaning is that helped for you to remain His, his, his nation. And then Rashi continues uh, with this shot and says, what does the word Hayyay mean? Hayyay means like the day, that you are Kayim, you are existing in front of him like the day. Meaning it's just like the day uh, disappears and becomes night, but then eventually the day returns the next morning. Similarly, the Jewish people, that they have their day, their times of glory, and then it becomes dark and they're punished and there's curses and there's bad things happening, but eventually it becomes day again. 
Mamshech, and then he continues with the third shot of Racher Atom, the Tzabn Lefisha Yisrael, Yitzim Parnas Lepinas, Maishalishua Lefisha Asa Isa Matzevik De Lazarza. Third shot is that you are standing. Why? Since the Jewish people were leaving from one leader to the next, meaning as Moshe was going to pass away on that day, and Yeshua was going to take over, therefore he made them have a standing assembly in order to encourage them uh, to stay strong under Yeshua's leadership as they go into Eretz Yisrael. So those are the three pshatim. Why does, what was the issue with the first shot? That the idea of Atan Tzavim is that you're standing here this day. Uh, the purpose was, the reason why Moshe was talking to them, that the purpose of this gathering was to make the bris. What's the problem with this thing? That the reason why they're there is that they're going to make a new bris with Hashem. Why does he have to say an, an additional pshat that it's either because he's trying to appease them or he's trying to encourage them? Especially Rashi himself stresses this. Rashi says that until here, I have explained according to the simple meaning of the Parsha. And the second pshat he says is, this is a medrash, a medrash agada on the Parsha. So what's the problem with the Pasha pshat on the Pasik that Rashi needs to bring a medrash agada? As we know, Rashi only... Bring, Rashi comes to explain the simple interpretation of the Pasuk. So there must be an issue with the simple interpretation, which necessitates a medrash. And even that's not enough. Rashi has to bring a third shot. So what's the problem with the second shot that Rashi needs to bring the third? Also, he says, we explained many times that Rashi's, the first pshat that Rashi brings is the main pshat. And the second pshat he brings is the second pshat, which is the closest to the simple interpretation. And then the third pshat would be the one that's the most distant from Shruta Shemikra. So we need to understand why is the third pshat even more distant from Shruta Shemikra from the second. Because remember, the second and the third are a medrash. So what's, why is the second pirush from the medrash closer to the Pshuta Shemikra than the third? Um, especially since, maybe just to add a little explanation, because it seems like our parsha, as we said, is, is t- it, clearly from the Pesukim itself, it seems like it's talking about uh, bringing them into a bris with Hashem. So bringing these ideas of encouragement, their zeros, does not, neither of them seem to be the simple interpretation of the Pasuk. And Bez, from this that Rashi brings the Medrashagada, and also the third Pirish, which he calls the Davar Achar, another Pshat, only in Pasuk Yud Beis, on the words, on the Pasuk of Laman Hakim not right at the beginning on the words, Atan Tzavim Yoyim, that is for a reason. Which is uh, It's clear that the these two perushim, the reason why Rashi would have brought them at the end, at the pasuk yud beis, and not right at the beginning, is because they're coming to explain not only the pasuk atan tzavim, rather it's coming to explain all the pesukim from pasuk tes until Pasuket Beis, and therefore Rashi needs to mention them afterwards, because only after you have those Pesukim, then you can understand these Pshat, and you can understand how the Pshat is adding explanation. As Rashi himself says, until here I explain this Parsha according to the simple Pshat, and Rashi, the Rebbe stresses the word Parsha, meaning is, I've explained the Parsha until this point, according to the simple Pshat, the Medrash Shogada, and the Medrash is explaining this parsha in a different way, meaning the pshat that the medrash is giving is really going to be explaining all these pesukim. Meaning is that the medrash is also coming to explain all those pesukim, and it actually explains them in a different way. Nonetheless, Rashi does not explain in detail the other pesukim according to the medrash and according to the davar so the question is, and, and Papashas, the reasoning is, uh, look at R7. Meaning is, 
He said, the reasoning is, because it's understood on its own, that according to this shot, the psukim, which are afterwards, etc., they are all part of this encouragement of that you're standing in front of Hashem. Meaning is that, look, the main point, point of this parsha is really just to encourage the Jewish people and say, look, you guys are surviving. And part of that surviving is like, look, we're making another bris with Hashem. And we're going to, that shows that how strong a relationship is. That A, that you saw all the miracles that we had earlier and that you survived all, of, all, the, all, the, all the punishments that you had until this point and you're still around. And now Hashem's making an additional bris with you. Um, and also according to the third shot, which was as they're transferring from one parnas to the other, he's giving them words of encouragement. It's understood the love of is part of this assembly. He's making an assembly to encourage them. So part of that encouragement would be making an additional bris to you know give them more extra fire in their Vedas Hashem. So the reason why Rashi doesn't need to explain the Psukim, because if you thought about it, you'd be able to figure it out. So the problem is like this, though, back in the Penin. He says, since all the psukim are going to be explained in a different way, why does Rashi, according to the second shot that he gave, which was the Medjah Shagada, he explains the words Hayyayim. And he says, you are like the day that has darkness, but eventually becomes light again. Also, the Jewish people will, will eventually have light. That part he explains. So the question is, Rashi explains, Rashi doesn't bother explaining the other parts of the Pilk He only explains Atin Tzavim Yayim, Atin Tzavim, and then he explains the word Hayayim, and then nothing else. So either you just explain Atin Tzavim, and then we can figure out everything else afterwards, you give the main idea and we can figure it out, or you explain all the words. Why would Rashi, according to the Medjugorje, explain Dafka this word Hayayim? Basically meaning is that the word Hayayim, we wouldn't be able to understand or figure out on our own what the Pshat is. So the question is, why? Why is that? Why wouldn't we be able to figure that out? Or why that is that relevant? Gimel. So Habir and this is that Rashi mentions uh, the words. It's coming to teach us that Moshe was initiating them into the bris in order to bring them into the bris, gather them in order to initiate them into the bris. He doesn't use the expression of the bris. So it's very it's understood that it's not like the Mephoshim are explaining. As our, one of our original questions were, that if the whole point of Rashi is to teach us that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them in order to um, get them to pass through the two mechitzes which were set up for the bris, it should have used the words lahavirim because that's the main point, that's the main proof. He says, but since Rashi changes those words, which is mamash counterintuitive, obviously that's not what he's coming to do. He's coming to teach us something else. He's coming to teach us another idea. He's coming to mechadish us a different idea, which is learned from these words, atam netzavim ayayim. So v'pashtas, v'pashtas atam netzavim yem kulcha and v'hemshech l'seif v'parsha hakademis. So we're going to see now what the words Atam Tzavim is coming to teach us, the Malami that Rashi is coming to tell us. He says, simple interpretation is, this week's parsha Atam Tzavim Hayam Kulchem is actually a continuation of the of Shvi of last week. Because at the beginning of Shvi it says, Yikra Moshe, the Moshe calls to all the Bnei Yisrael, and he tells them, you saw all of the miracles that Hashem has done for you, etc., etc. And then as a continuation of that, he tells them that you are all standing here this day, and we're going to pass, you're going to pass through the bris. What's the, why is that the Pashat, that it's all one continuation, it's one gathering? Because if it was a different gathering, then the Pasuk should have told us at the beginning that Moshe calls the Jewish people. As uh, the Rebbe quotes from the Gurariya and others that learn it this way, that it says that the Shavi, that Moshe gathered Jewish people, and, and then our Pasha continues that with his talk, Atan Tzavamayim. So Pashup Shad is that it's still a continuation of that same gathering. And again, simple explanation is 
that the purpose of the gathering of the Jewish people in the end of Parshas Kisavai, where it says, Vikram Yisrael, was in order to um, tell them what it says there, which was that you have seen all the miracles that Hashem has done, and he goes through all the miracles and Hashem is taking care of them, and then he continues, and you should guard the, the bris, and you should do the bris. So Zuhi Matar Sakinus, that was the purpose of the kinus, meaning is to give them encouragement. And only as a continuation of this encouragement it comes that you are all standing here this day, which is a continuation of this idea of encouragement that you're going to have a new bris with Hashem, an additional bris before you go into Eretz Yisrael. But it seems like the main point over here is this idea of the encouragement for them to guard the bris. And the Atam Tzavim is just like an added detail over there is that there's going to be another bris which will help you to encourage you to fulfill this, the, the, the bris from Sinai. So, right, just to make, maybe it is clear, but just to clear, to make it even clearer, the idea of the new bris that they're having over here is that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't adding additional mitzvahs or additional uh, uh, ideas to the Torah, it was the same Torah that, that we had by Har Sinai. Rather, the addition of this bris was, rather it was to make the bris for also all future generations. That's not just going to be that generation that's included to keep the bris, but it's also going to be for all of them. Those who are here today, who are not here today, also was also to make the bris more absolute that it's not going to be dependent on any behaviors. As we know, after the sin of the golden calf, uh, the bris had to be renewed. So here, the bris that we're making is going to be something which is eternal that can never be changed. And you read the partial, get all the diff- additional details about this uh, bris that was made. This was what Rashi's coming to. This is the Chiddush of Rashi when he says Malamid. Malamid is always coming to teach us a Chiddush. That the words Atan Savim is coming to teach us that the purpose why Moshe gathered them in front of Hashem was not. Was not to give them encouragement. Rather, the main purpose of the gathering was to initiate them into the bris. Right? It was not limsor lehem as dvar, to give over the words at the end of Parshas Davai. Rather, it was lachnisam bris. That was the main thing. And as we're going to see, the end of Parshas Kisavai was actually just an introduction to the main point, which is our Parsha, which is lachnisam bris. So, how do we know that this is? What's the hechrich that the main purpose of the gathering was lachnisam bris, and was not uh, the words of encouragement and the avachav bris is really just a continuation of that. Aleph ateves atam nitzav sheim lachar shleim kaim harei kvar nemer leil biyikra moishel kol yisrael harei shahay kol yisrael vayisamaimit and kim haymoishel sarch lefteich b'zeh. He says the words atam nitzavim are out of their are lachayr out of place. It already says in parshas ksavim that Moshe called all the Jewish people. So we already know that all the people were there. So why in the middle of his talk is he starting and saying, Atam Nitzavim? He should have said that at the beginning. He called all the Jewish people and he starts saying, Atam Nitzavim, Kulchem, like all of you are standing here this day. Why would it, in the middle of his talk, he's talking about the miracles and he should guard the bris, then he starts again, Atam Nitzavim, Kulchem, that all of you are standing? That sounds more like an introductory type of uh, words. But we know that it's not an introduction. It's the middle of his conversation. So... Doesn't fit. And if you want to say that in order to stress that this bris that we're making now, the Avachaber bris, is in front of Hashem, so he wants to stress that, meaning is that even though it's really in the middle of the conversation, but right now he's going to start doing the ceremony with them. So therefore he wants to stress that's in front of Hashem and you're all standing in front of Hashem. Okay. Then, he says, then at least it should have had added the Vav, that you were all standing. Because by adding the Vav, then we know it's a continuation, that it's part of the same speech. And you are all standing here today, and we're going to make this ceremony, this bris. But he doesn't. It just says, which sounds like it's something new. You are standing here this day. So Elamai Rashi says, it must be these words, is coming to teach us something. That's the Hechrich. That the Atam Nitzavim is coming to teach us something. And Beis, Ahemshech Atam Tzavim Yom Kuch Lefnei Hashem Lakeicham L'Chayur Habnei Yisrael Nitzavim Tzani Moshe L'Shmai Devar Eleim. Also, the continuation that you're standing here this day in front of Hashem, 
L'chayra, the Bnei Yisrael, were standing in front of Moshe to hear the words. The reason why they were there uh, wasn't to be in front of Hashem Lekechem. I mean, Pashat, obviously, we're always in front of Hashem. But when you're stressing that, you're trying to say something in additional. But L'chayra, if the whole purpose of why Moshe was there was to encourage them, then he says, you're, you shouldn't have cut out those words. You're standing there in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, without the words, L'fnei Hashem Lekechem, which seems out of place. And Gimel, he says the Hayoyim means the day of his death. Uh, because how do we know that? Because at the end of Parshish it says that you do not have a Lev Ladas until this day. And Rashi says, how do I know? Rashi explains, how does he know that he, they had a Lev Ladas? It's because Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sefer Torah to the Bedlei Levi. And then they came and they, and they complained and saying, if you're only given to the, the people of your Shevet, they're eventually going to come and say that the Torah was only given to us. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, I see that this day you have a Lev Ladas. I mean, he saw their loyalty that they had to Hashem. And he wrote a Sefer Torah for all of them. But the point is that that was on the day of his death. So, if the whole purpose was just to tell them, tell them these words that you saw the miracles and you have to guard the, the bris, which basically the idea was that this gathering was a chizik for shmir satar's and mitzvahs, then why did you wait until the yay he could have said it before that, as we know that he began saying his drasha on the uh, on Rish Chodesh Shvat. So all this is pushes us to say that the purpose of this gathering of Moshe calling all the Jewish people was in order to initiate them into this bris. And since the bris, the second bris that they made was, was necessary and Be'ikr was relevant after they passed over the yard, as Rashi is going to say later in our parsha, therefore Moshe pushed it off as long as he could until the Yom Because since it wasn't relevant until they have to pass the yard, so Moshe pushed it off till like the latest possible moment, which is the day of his death. And of course, after that, he couldn't make the bris with them. So then it makes sense why he waited specifically to the day of his death, because after he passed away, then they you know, start beginning the preparations uh, to, to cross over the Yarden, which started a month after his, um, uh, after, after, a month after the mourning period, after Moshe So that would explain all these questions that we have, that why does it say Atam Litzavim? The reason why it says Atam Litzavim, as if it's, like a, a new Indian, is because it's trying to stress that this is the main focus over here. Moshe gave them some introductory words, and then he says, this is Atam this is the main purpose why you're all standing over here. You're all standing over here to make this bris with Hashem. Now why, we understand why it says, L'fnei Hashem Lekechem, because of course the bris is in front of Hashem Lekechem. Because again, if the whole purpose was just as words of encouragement, then it's not so important to stress the idea that you're all standing here, L'fnei Hashem Lekechem, which those words, again, imply this is the main purpose why you're here. But that wasn't the main purpose according to original understanding. The main purpose was the words of Chizuk. So it should have just said that you're standing here and you're standing here today and we're going to make another bris. But now that we're saying the main focus of this whole thing is that you're standing, that reason why I gathered you, Atan Sub, is to tell you the main reason why you're here, standing in front of Hashem, is to make a bris. And then we, it's very clear, right, says Lefinesh and location because that's the main reason why they're there. It's not just a... You know, almost like a secondary thing, like in the middle of our words of encouragement, we're also going to renew the bris. And that also explains why it had to be on the day of his death, because the purpose of this bris was not, again, just to add additional chizuk, but rather was a preparation and needed, needed to have the second bris specifically in order to pass over to the Yardin. So again, it wasn't just an additional point of encouragement, but rather was an inyan b'fneatzma. It was a thing for itself. It was, they needed a bris, not just to encourage them, but rather uh, in order to, for us to be able to be, remain Hashem's nation, even after we cross over the Yarden, this is something which was necessary, and therefore Moshe put it at the closest possible date to when it became relevant. Siv So, 
So according to what we're saying that Atan Savam Mayim is a continuation of the previous of the previous Kriya calling that Moshe did to all the Jewish people, and the purpose of this kinas was to initiate them in the bris. Rashi. And he says, and the words of Parsha Savai are like a side point, or as he says, it's a preparation, it's a haddama, it's a prefix in order to what he's going to be saying in this week's Parsha. Now we can understand another two details, two questions that we have in the Pesukim that Rashi does not talk about. But according to what Rashi says and how we understand Rashi now, these two questions are answered automatically. So now we know why Rashi doesn't bevorn these problems, because it's answered automatically through his pirish. He says, first of question number one. He says the Pasuk mentions children, but we do not find in the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu ever calls to the children by one of the assemblies. For whatever the purpose of the assembly was, we never find until this point that Moshe Rabbeinu said the kids need to gather. And we said later on, Parshish tells us a mitzvah, the mitzvah of Haku, which was at the end of uh, the sukkah after, the, after the Shemitah year, all the Jewish people would gather, the men, the women, and the kids, and the king would read certain parts of the Torah to them, and they would come to learn and to hear and to, to learn how to fear Hashem. And it says even the kids came. So the question is, why are the kids coming? And over here, Papashtus, uh, according to how some before them learn, the taf means children that are too young even to understand. And the way how we know that is because the child is already mechuyiv, even under the age of chinuch, as long as he's able to come, like the father is able to bring him, if he's able to walk to Yerushalayim, from Yerushalayim into the base of Migdash, he's already able to, he's already mechuyiv. So the question is, why is he come? He cannot understand what's being said. So lama bo. So the reason is to give schar to those who brought them. Meaning is it's a gzir sakasif. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah also to bring the kids, even though they will not understand. The Torah wants to give schar for those who would bring them. Moving a shaladas rashi in the time of parsha seinut. In came hayu ladarashis parshas pam rishonim kam v'leivus makana mashapirish parashas shachas. And he says you can't say like oh maybe Rashi is using this explanation also for our parsha. Meaning is, just like over there, the kids were brought by the mitzvah of Hakka in order to give schar. So Moshe Rabbeinu also gathered them in order to give schar to whoever brought them to his assembly. He says that's very hard to say because he should have said that. Meaning because since our parsha comes first, the, the rule is that Rashi always explains the question the first time the question comes up. So the question really pop up over here, why the kids being brought. So Rashi should have said to give schar, but he doesn't. LMI, over here, he doesn't need to give a reason because the reason is self-understood. But only later on, he needs to bring a reason, and therefore he says it's for the schar. He says, and even though in our parsha the children needed to get involved, because they need to be part of the bris, which is for all the Yidin. He says, but, as we said, Atan Savan is a continuation of the gathering of Parsha Savai. So it comes up, the kids were already there right from the beginning. So Moshe starts off his speech, and according to our original thought process, we'll just start, you know, the question only makes sense according to original thought process, that the main reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was gathering them was to give them encouragement, uh, and telling them how he, they saw the miracles and they need to go, guard the bris, that's l'chayr not shaykh to the kids because they're not m'chuyi v'mitzvah. So why would they have been brought for the entire kinos? But according to how we're explaining now, that the reason why Moshe gathered all the Jewish people, even in Parshik Sisovay, the whole purpose of this whole gathering was then it's understood why the kids were brought right from the beginning, because the purpose of the kinus was for the bris. It wasn't just to give them encouragement, and as a side point, or as an additional thing, they're going to renew the bris. The whole purpose was the bris, so therefore they were brought right from the beginning, because of course the kids would have been part of that too. And 
additional thing is when a per when you when you place upon a person certain obligations, especially when it's with an oath, so it's a very strong obligation, you, you need to first give some introduction to explain why there needs to be um, you know, this, this, this obligations. And, and why are there obligations? You don't start right away about you're mechuyiv to do this and this and that. First, you have to explain about, you know, as we, as we see in, the, in over here, he tells them about the great miracles that Hashem did and Hashem takes care of them, etc., etc. And therefore, we need to strengthen the, renew the bris in order to keep us as, as a people and Hashem is our God. It was on condition to bring you to, to cause you to pass through the bris of Hashem and, and his curse. There was a confident and a shlua on every single yid. They were from every category, as we said, from the leaders of the Jewish people, even to the, the woodchoppers. Why doesn't Moshe first tell them some type of agdama? It's such an amazing thing, and I'm saying it's like a side point. According to the first shot, it's really they're there for the words of encouragement. As a side point, we're going to renew this bris, like a renewing a bris, which is going to be high of all future generations with a shavua and an Allah. This is a very big thing. It doesn't seem like a side point. You need to have some type of agdama for it. He says, this question is in its full strength, whether... We learn as we were learning initially that Moshe gathered them in order to tell them that you saw the great miracles and therefore you should guard the bris of Hashem. And Bemela and secondary, or as they were talking about that, as a continuation, he tells them that you're going to renew the bris. Or Pshita imifarshim asher atin samshma sein hoikinus fanatzma. He says, especially, he says, according to the other mefarshim, which we haven't mentioned until this point, but there are the mefarshim that learn that atin tzavim is a totally new parsha. It's a totally new gathering. So if it's a totally new gathering, then for sure there's no uh, introduction. And all of a sudden, just standing, you're standing here and we're making a bris. Without any words of introduction, it seems very hard to say. But according to what we're saying now, that Kinsa Moshe, the whole purpose of everything was to bring them into this bris and to initiate them into the bris. It's understood that the words Atri Isim and these great miracles was an explanation and a preparation on Adama to the main purpose, And just to maybe add something, uh, the Rebbe doesn't say this, but just thinking out loud, that the other times that we find that a bris was made in the Torah, there were always words of introduction, whether it's by Avram Avinu, Hashem's telling him that they're making a bris because to command your children and, and your household after you, or right by her Sinai, there were always were words of introduction of what's going on. It was never just a major thing, just said straight out without any hagdama uh, to it. So Pshuta Shamikra, if all the other Brisim in the Torah were done in that way, then the Pashtas also should have been done in that way. So that's the first Pshat of Rashi. So just to recap, before we go into the problems with this chat, is that the main issues uh, with our parsha, or the main things that Rashi wants to address is, Atim Tzavim seems like it's an Indian by itself, but we know it's not. It's a continuation of the previous parsha because it doesn't say Atim um, We know it's because it doesn't say that they gathered them a second time. So we know it's still part of the same assembly, but Atim Tzavim seems like it's an Indian on its own. So it should have been said Atim Tzavim right at the beginning. Uh, right when he called him, Yikram Moshe Kali Yisrael, Atam Tzavim. Why all of a sudden in the middle does he say Atam Tzavim? Why does he stress Lashvnei Hashem Lekeicha? And third of all, why does it say that it's B'yoy Moshe? Why is it relevant that these words of encouragement need to be on the day of his death? So the Peshat that we gave was, is because really this whole Parsha, at the end of Parsha Sava, in itself is really one idea. And the purpose of both of these ideas was really La'avr Chabar Therefore it says Atam Tzavim as if it's in your Fnei because he's trying to tell them I've given you these words of introduction. Now, Atam Tzavim, you're standing here, we're going to be doing the main thing, which is La'avachab bris. That also explains why it's a L'fnei Hashem L'kach. Of course, of course, the bris is with Hashem. And also why it had to be on the day of his death, right before they went to Har Sinai. And this also explains why the kids had to be there, because the kids are also going to be part of the bris. 
And also, what about the words of introduction to such a major thing? It's like, a, so what were words of introduction? Okay. But the problem with this pshat is it doesn't explain the word nitzavin. It's not a common word, and doesn't explain why this word nitzavin is being used over here. This is not a common expression. And if the main point was just telling us that Moshe gathered them in order to initiate them in the bris, you don't need the word Nitzavim. You could have just said that you were all oimdim. You're all standing here in order to have this bris. Why say the word Nitzavim? It doesn't fit. And as we say even in our own parsha, it says whether the ones who are standing here this day or the ones who are not standing here this day, meaning future generations, everyone's going to be part of the bris. So just use the words oimid also at the beginning of the parsha. Why use that strange word? Of course, whenever the Torah is using a different word, the non-common word, it's obviously trying to tell us something. And He says, not only is it an uncommon word, but the truth is, the meaning of the word doesn't fit our context. Nitzavim means to stand with a straight back, like it says, like, like by kings, like, a, like Nitzav Melech, right? it's usually an expression used by kings or soldiers, that they, stra- they stand strong. Mash'enka and Lashem Oymdin is just a regular type of standing. So Nitzav means standing strong, standing firm. Al Oymdin means regularly standing. So Ma'achar Shekin Sam Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lachnei Sam Bebris. Ha'amuvin Shem Omdu Bachnoa Ubitl, Imkem Heich Namarkan Nitzav HaMoira Atoikov Ubdullah. He says, since it says that Moshe gathered them, so it's understood that they're standing with bitl. They're standing with humility. They're about to enter into a bris with Hashem. So why would you use the Lashem and Nitzavim? Which is expressing like they're standing with confidence. It's rather they should be standing with humility and bitl in front of Hashem. The word Nitzavim doesn't fit with our parsha. So why would that word have been used? Because of this, Rashi brings the second shot, the Medrashagadah, that these words are actually a continuation not of the end of last week's parsha of Shvi, rather, it's a continuation of the, um, of the curses. Meaning, well, sorry. It is also a continuation of the end of last week's Parsha, Parsha Sabai, but it starts really a continuation of Shishi and, and also is a continuation of Shvi, as we'll see in a moment. That basically, there were the curses and they were scared. So Moshe comes to appease them that, look, you angered Hashem many times and he never finished you off. You're still standing here in front of him. So it's understood the word Nitzavim, because Nitzavim means you're not just like stand, you know, you're standing here as survivors, you're standing strong. You're about to enter Eretz Yisrael as a conquering nation. It's not just a, a regular leader. You're strong. That's what he's trying to tell them. This also changes not just the word Nitzavim, but also needs, it changes the word Hayoyim. Right? Because Since these are words of peace about the curses, then Bapashtis, this would have been this speech would have been given closer to the time of the rebuke, not on the day of his death. Why would you give words of encouragement about encouraging the Jewish people about the curses on the day of your death? It would have been right after the clothes were given. Then he would have given them the words of encouragement when he saw that they, they, they needed it, the words of appeasement. So the re, this answers one of our questions why Rashi needs to explain specifically according to the Medrashagadah what the word Hayyay means. It's because it can't mean the day of his death. So he needs to specify. And don't think Hayyim means the day of his death that he's giving these words of encouragement. It needs to mean something else. As we explained, that Hayyim means that you will like the day that you will shine once again. He says, according to this pshat, the purpose of the rebuke was, meaning how do we know the clause, I think, weren't on the day of his death? Because the purpose of the, the rebuke was to encourage him to do Torah mitzvah. So of course he would not have waited to the day of his death to start uh, giving them the words of rebuke. He would have done it at some point between Rosh Chodesh Adar until his day of his death. Uh, and Bez, 
So therefore, Hayyim cannot mean the day of his death because A, the Kalolis would definitely not have been on the day of his death. Sigh, because why wait so long? If he's giving them words of encouragement, could have been done earlier. There's no reason to wait. And B, Moshe wouldn't have wanted his last message to be of curses. So therefore, the curses were done in an earlier period. Therefore, Hayyim could not have been the day of his death. So why why does it say, Atzim Seven Kul Hamayyim? Rather, as we said, Hayyim is telling you that you're standing like the day. Therefore, Rashi needs to explain that the word Sayyim has a different implication, which comes as a continuation of this Pirush of Atam Tzavim. Meaning, meaning that you are standing in front of him, that the curses and the, the, the punishments help you stand and stay strong in front of Hashem because they bring you back to Hashem. Therefore, uh, also the word Hayyayim means like this day that it is Kayim. I mean, just like the curses make you be Kayim and uh, make, make you stand and be strong in front of Hashem, also you will be like the day which is standing and established and still around. And since these words of peace need to come right next to the Teichacha, the question, of course, is, so why is there, uh, there's a half say. Shishi was the Kalos. Then we had Shri, which was Moshe Rabbeinu telling them about, you know, the miracles that they saw, and they should be Shemir the bris. And then it, over here gives them these words of encouragement that you're standing here today, and Hashem's making another bris with you. Shouldn't we have it right next to each other? So Rashi explains that. He says that also the Parsha Shalomayla, meaning a Shvi of last week's Parsha, they are also words of Piyusim. So according to this Pshat, this is also a continuation of last week's Parsha Shri. Moshe gathered them after the curses, right after the curses happened. Moshe gathered them, not on this day of his death. No, on the same day when the curses happened, Moshe gathered them. He gives them encouragement with words of, you know, how the miracles that Hashem has done, how much he loves them, and you're going to guard the bris, and Hashem's going to make a new bris with you, and you are going to be kayamim, and you should, uh, you'll you be okay. Now let's begin Sivav. Avagam lepir zekash, but also according to this pshat, there are still going to be two, uh, a few questions. Meaning is, even though the main questions that Rashi had earlier in Sif, in Sif um, Gimel are answered, meaning is, why did it say Atan Tzavim without a Vav, which sounds like this is a new topic? That was been explained. Because even according to this Pshat, we're saying is this is the main appeasement that they're having is that they're still Kayom, they're still Nitzavim. Why does it say Lefnei Hashem Lekechem? The Vart is because you're still standing in front of Hashem Lekechem. Even though all the bad things that you've done, you're still standing in front of Hashem Lekechem. I, why does it say Hayyoyim? Why did this speech specifically, if it's just words of encouragement, why did it have to be Hayyoyim on the day that he died? So we explained that it doesn't mean the day that he died. It's actually Hayyoyim is actually an analogy. That just like the day uh, always is, is still Kayim because it returns after the darkness, also the B'day Yisrael will be Kayim. So it answered all the main issues, but we still have and also had an added advantage that the word Nitzavim fits very well. Unlike the, according to the first shot, the word Nitzavim doesn't fit well. But according to this shot, we have a few questions. Aleph. He says, according to this, then the Parsha... This whole topic, this whole assembly should have began with the words At and the Tzavim. And only after we had At and the Tzavim, then it should have continued with uh, the miracles, meaning Shri of last week's Parsha. Because since At and the Tzavim is the main appeasement, meaning is that you guys are still around here, that should have been mentioned first. And as a continuation, it could have also said, look at all the miracles that Hashem does and how He takes care of you. But why would you mention the minor uh, appeasement first and then only afterwards go into the main appeasement it doesn't make sense first mention the main topic the main appeasement that we're interested in and then you say all the additional details according to the first shot it was great because we're saying the first part was just the hagdama and then we get into after the hagdama we say let's make a bris but over here there, there is no need for hagdama the whole 
everything is an appeasement. So mention the main point, the main appeasement that you guys are still kayamim, and then you can mention the secondary ideas. And Bez, in Parsha Zu, he did repeat Shom Moesha, Tabchem the second issue was why the tapchim, why the kids mentioned. They don't understand the rebuke. So therefore they don't need, they, they, therefore they wouldn't have needed either the pius. They didn't understand the klalos. They probably weren't even there where the klalos were set. And therefore they also wouldn't have needed the appeasements. Why were they gathered? Okay, in Hevi Rashi, Pierce Shalisha. That's why Rashi had to bring a third shot, which the third shot will also answer the three main issues that Rashi had. Plus it'll take care of these two issues that we've had over here, which the second shot does not resolve. He says like this, Since the Jewish people were leaving from one leader to the next leader, from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yeshua, therefore he made for them a standing assembly. The purpose was to encourage them. Now we can understand also why it says the word Nitzavim, which was the problem with the first shot, is because Mitzavim means that they were standing ready. Right? It wasn't just a stam they were standing. They were standing at an assembly, they're standing firm, they're standing ready to, in like in a sense, in ranks, ready to hear uh, the rebuke that Moshe Rabbeinu had, meaning it was, it was a standing with a purpose. But Lapir Zah, in a Aleph, Pir Shayim, who Biyoim Moisei, Ke Apir Shavishan, Kamuvim Pashtus, According to this pshat, the word Hayyim would also mean the day of his death, as it's understood by Pashtus, because we're talking about him, the purpose of this talk was words of encouragement as they're being transferred from one leader to the next. So of course it was on the day of his death. And Bez, it's moving It's also understood why first Moshe Rabbeinu said it, you saw all the miracles, and only afterwards he continued with Atan Nitzavim. This was the issue we had according to the second shot, which was Kevin Shadar Hayitzachli Asam Chachala Afshin the Misasa Yeshua Eishiyetz Mepanis Mepanis. The reason why Atan Nitzavim Hayyim is the last thing mentioned because it needs to be as close as possible to his death, because it's the time of leaving one Parnis to the next. And Beis Muvenes Havahas Ataf Shargam Heim Yitzim Ba'Ivim Mepanis to Parnis. It's also understood why the kids were being brought because they're also being transferred from one leader to the next, so they needed to be part of this uh, ceremony. A ceremony of being transferred from one leader to the next leader. So just to, according to the third shot, just to explain, so now we understand also why it says at and tzavim. First of all, according to this shot, Shvi of last week's Parsha and Atim Tzavim of this week's Parsha are two totally different gatherings. That was one gathering, and here it's a new gathering. Atim Tzavim, you're gathering for a new purpose. And what was this new gathering for? You had to gather and be stand strong and be ready to take the words of uh, rebuke, which was meant to be transferred from one, uh, one, individual, one leader to the next. It also it's understood why it says, L'fnei Hashem Alekechem, because the purpose of the Zerus was that you're standing now in front of Hashem Alekechem as you're being transferred one lead to the next, and he's telling them words of encouragement, just like we find that Shmuel did as Rashi brings, as it says over there, now therefore take your Hitziatzfu, right? it says that now therefore take your stand that it may reason with you before Hashem. So when they were leaving the leadership of Shmuel and going under the leadership of Shaul, also he uses this expression, Hitziatzfu, and it's also Hashem. So we see that when one leader transfers leadership to the next, this is how the procedure is done. That it's specifically in a way that they're hisiatsu, they're standing in this in, in a way of ranks, ready to take the admonishment. And it's also Hashem And it's not an issue like uh, and again, last week's parsha in Shvi, where it says that Moshe gathered them and he's giving them words of encouragement, that's a totally different topic. So Taka, that was one gathering, but over here when it says Atan Nitzavim, he's telling them to gather again and to stand in ranks, and it has to be specifically in front of Hashem Lekechem, because that's how it's done when it's being transferred from one leader to the next, and why was it Hayyim? It's understood why it had to be on the day of his death, because since it's from transitioning from one leader to the next, of course it's going to be specifically as close as possible to his death. Uh, we understand the word Nitzavim, so that's not an issue, and it also we explained why it says the word Taf, and we understand also why, oh, and, and it's we don't have that issue of why is it before or after, why is it after uh, Atim or Isim talking about all the miracles, because as we said, it's two totally different topics. So that takes care of all those issues. So why is it the third shot? 
But the question is, since this thing is connected to the leaving from one leader to the next, he should have said it literally at the end of his speech, after Parshas V'yelech, close to his death, literally. Why would you say before, any time before? Meaning is, if the whole purpose is for transferring to one leader to the next, it's basically the, the goodbye talk. It's like, uh, I'm leaving and this is the new leader. Shouldn't have been the last possible thing that he said. Because if you're going to continue talking about other things that he wants the Jewish people to do, and he's going to continue giving them brachas, etc., etc., well, truth is, Rebbe says you should be right after Parshish Velech, but if you're going to continue giving them other teichachais, first give all the other teichachais, and then once you've finished all the obligations that you have as a leader for your own generation, then you say, Look, now it's time to transfer to the new one. That should have been the last thing he said. And it's not. So that's the problem with this pshat. He says, He's according to the first shot that he gathered them on the day of his death in order to, um, in order to bring them into the bris, it's understood why it's somewhat earlier. Meaning, because the bris was really re- relevant after they had to cross the yard, and that's not going to happen for another month. So Moshe had to do it as close as possible, so he does it on his day of his death. But he's not going to be able to do it anyways right before they go in. So he, has to, so he does it as close as possible on the day of his death, but it doesn't need to be the last possible thing that he says. He has a lot of things he has to say on that day. So as long as he says it on the last day, that makes sense. But regarding this thing, even in the last day itself, this is the thing which is, should have been the end of his talk. After he said all the things which are still relevant to his leadership, then he will say this idea of the transfer from one partner to the next. That's why this is only a question on the third shot and not the first one. The Alpha Pisha, Pisha uh, he says, even though the second pshat is a major shagav, it's still closer to the pshat than the third pshat. He says, the reason why pshat gimel is the uh, is the third pshat is because it has an issue with pshat shemikra. Because according to this pshat, atan tzavim and v'yikra two totally different inyanim. It's two totally different assemblies. And as we mentioned at the beginning, it doesn't say that it doesn't say in the Pasik that there was a new assembly. It doesn't say again that Moshe called them or gathered them. So the implication is you start speaking to them at last week's parsha. And Atan the Seven is a continuation. But according to this shot, you need to literally say that it's a new uh, assembly, it's a new talk, and that's not what it seems like from just reading the Psukim. <laughs> He says, but according to the second shot, not only is there a continuation between these two ideas, but on the contrary, it was they all contained one tachlis, one matar, one purpose, which was to appease them. It just is that the main appeasement will be in this week's parsha, but last week's parsha is also about the appeasement. So it's the, the assembly, all it was one assembly A and B, it was all one topic. And this way, the second shot is more closer to the first shot. That the purpose of Kinsa Moshe was was to uh, bring them into the bris with Hashem, the, new, the second bris. So that is the mile of the first two shot, and that there's a continuation between these two parshias. And as a simple shot of the psukim imply, it was one gathering and there wasn't a break in between. He says, we always read Parshish Sun before Rosh Hashanah, and this is also hinted in the Warhayim, which goes on Rosh Hashanah, um, as it's brought in the Panayach Reza, it's also brought in different places in Chassidus, So Rashi tells us, this teaches us that Moshe brought them, in, uh, assembled them in front of Hashem, in order to bring them into the bris on his day of his death. Which is Even though in the end of last week's parsha, it already 
Moshe tells the Bnei Yisrael that you saw all the great miracles Hashem does, and therefore you have to guard the bris and, and do the bris, meaning fulfilling Torah mitzvahs. Nonetheless, the purpose, Nonetheless, the purpose of this assembly on the day of his death, the main purpose, was not to encourage them to do Torah mitzvahs, rather, on the Yom Moiseh, which is the Yom Hadin, which is, as you said, also similar to the idea of Rosh Hashanah, was to bring them into the bris. And the idea of a bris is something which is higher than Havana, higher than understanding. Because the whole purpose of a bris is, is that even in situations where it doesn't make sense for us to remain bound to each other, even then we still have a bris. Meaning, if it always, if we have such a good relationship, why make a bris? It always makes sense that we should be together, and we should be friends, and we should be friendly, and take care of each other. Why ever make a bris? The purpose of a bris is that even in situations where we might have a fight, and at that point in time, it makes sense that we should go our own ways. But since we have a bris, we stay together. So that's something which is higher than Havana Basag. This is a skashus atzmishel b'nei Yisrael amakadosh baruch This is an essential connection uh, with Hashem and the Yidin. And this is the connection that Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu did. He brought them in front of Hashem. That's why it's important, again, the word lefnei Hashem, because the bris is to be specifically brought and make the, and reveal this connection with Hashem. This is a yichud v'eskalos im This is a unity uh, with Hashem, which is higher than Terimitzis. Nonetheless, we still have an Adama. We still have to, as we said, according to the first shot, the end of Parshat Kisava is a Hakdama to the bris that's going to happen. That after Moshe Rabbein tells him about the great miracles that Hashem has done with us, and that we're going to guard and do the mitzvahs, the bris, then it comes into our Parsha, which we said was the main point, which is that we're going to renew the bris and make a second bris. So what's the connection of Pichasidis? Ki eskashus at mazudu Yisrael kudshbrich kulecha ba'a he says, because this revelation of this essential connection that Yisrael and Hashem are one, that comes revealed through the Torah. Because the Torah is what connects. It's the mamutza, it's the intermediary that connects the Bnei Yisrael im Hashem. So therefore the Haddama of this new bris has to be the idea of fulfilling Torah mitzvahs is because it's through the fulfillment of the Torah mitzvahs that causes this bris to become revealed. Yisrael, Meskash, and Baraisa, Baraisa, Bekadosh Baruch Hu, that we have three knots that are tied together. Yidin are tied to, the, tied to the Torah, and the Torah is tied to Hashem. So that's only two knots. What's the third one? The third one is that Hashem is tied to the Yidin. He says, usually when you have three items which are knotted, you only have two knots. Right? Hashem to the Yidin. So Hashem to the Torah is one. Torah to the Yidin is two. Where's the third? What happens is that after the Yidin are connected to Hashem through the Torah, they become connected mitzad themselves, which is even greater hiskashus from the hiskashus that happens through the Torah, because it's direct, right? So instead of being Yisrael, Hashem, Torah, Yisrael, the Yisrael then connect directly to Hashem, so it's a much higher connection. Then it becomes three knots, like a circle, right? Yisrael to the Torah, Torah to Hashem, and Hashem to the Torah, and Hashem to Yisrael. And therefore, you need to have this because that's what reveals this connection. But, he says, the ultimate purpose of the kinnus is, is this askashas atzmas of, of Hashem Yisrael. So we have the Hagdama, which tells us how to reveal that iskashras. But the iskashras itself is, of course, the main point. That's not enough. It's not enough just to have a bris. The bris and this iskashras atzmas needs to become in a revealed way. Meaning is we need to have a revealed bris with Hashem in a ruch way, and of course also in a gash way. Gash meaning that Hashem takes care of us physically, like all the miracles that He did for us, taking uh, out of Mitzrayim and, and all the miracles He did with Sicha It needs to be also a physical representation of that connection. And He says it's this 
the bris works two ways, right? There's a bris between us and Hashem and Hashem with us. So just like Hashem wants the Bnei Yisrael to fulfill the Torah, which is called the Lakach Toiv, and the mitzvahs, and He wants us to do this Papayel, Amaisa Hu Iker, came of Aksh Bnei Yisrael, Mekam Lakadosh Baruch Hu's Kolosh Boys, Behenim Shachav Zagash Betoiv Anir Veniglam Amaisa Papayel. Similarly, the Bnei Yisrael um, request and they receive from Hashem these Hashpois, and they come begashmis in a revealed and good way. And then this continues into the second shot, the second shot that we gave is that Moshe was appeasing them. What's the connection? That Moshe, who is the intermediary between Hashem and the Yidin, he affects that we should always be standing in front of him, we should always be in existence in front of him, and not, and not just in existence, in a way of Nitzavim, which we're standing with a straight back, which is even Begashmias, that we have strength and we are around. And even more than that, the curses and the, the suffering we had actually makes us stand in front of Hashem even stronger than before. Which just means that the bad things from the past get transformed to brachas in a good and revealed way. And that is why the second shots. Basically, we have learning Torah Mitzvahs reveals this discussion that we have, which is the first shot, which continues into the second one, that Moshe Rabbeinu helps with this process. That we should be able to be kayam lafanav. And even in situations when there's klalus and yesur, Moshe Rabbeinu helps us that we be able to mitzivana that we be able to stand in front of Hashem and then the bad will be turned to good, which is the idea of revealing this kashos atzvah. The Rebbe does not, uh, it seems like he gets into the, the third pshat al pi, p'nimis inyanam.